0: love talk radio good morning good afternoon good evening no matter where you're listening around the world this is Sedona talk radio hello hello everyone this is Helena Helena Steiner Hornstein speaking to you from Miami And um, first of all, I would like to say I don't have a guest today. I promise you an exciting new guest last week, but I'm it. Uh, The guests I had lined up, you know, sometimes you have several guests lined up because somehow not always that one cannot make it. And now it so happened that the ones I had planned on having, they all said, no, we want to do it a little bit later. We cannot do it. So you have me, but we will have fun. I have several questions that are sitting here waiting for me that you have sent me during the past weeks. And I have uh, affirmations. We're going to do affirmations and uh, possibly also a little meditation. So we will be busy. And, you know, When I can. It's one thing when you live in Miami on the beach. It's so lovely. You can walk along the ocean every day. And I do. I walk several miles a day along the ocean. And how I love those times. It's amazing how the incoming waves are bringing you energy. It really feels like it washes your mind and it washes and cleanses your soul and i can sit there or stand there on the sand and just feel good about me my life and the planet on the whole did you know that when the tide is coming in that it will also bring you new inspiring creative energy it's very good to know if you need solutions for a problem or if you need Uh, uh, inspiration for a new book or or a new idea or, or whatever you need to be inspired about. It's very good to know that the tide is bringing in that new creative energy. Then, on the other hand, if you want to get rid of problems, you want it to be taken away, then go down to the ocean and go to the low tide, when the waves are going out and they would take your problems away. It's not my invention. You know, I have tested it and found that it works, but this is an old, even scientific belief, I think, that uh, they have found that the energies are different with the incoming tide and with the tide going out. So keep it in your mind if you didn't know it. And if you live close to an ocean, go out for walks. It's so wonderful. And you know that particular time, uh, the, the hour or so before it gets really dark. And, of course, here in Miami or in Florida, I would say, it's not one hour. It's like 20 <laughs> minutes or 15 minutes before it gets dark. So you don't have that much time. But that is the time that I call the angel hour. And the angel hour is when everything comes to peace and to a standstill somehow. The waves are coming down and the birds are flying in and they sit down on the beach and big, big flocks. I don't know where they go for the night or if they stay there for the night. I have not been there in the night but I'm amazed how they all fly in and how they come to rest and they put their heads up and they look out over the ocean and feel content evidently. They don't try to eat, they don't try to squibble between them, they're just peaceful and this is the angel hour and the time when you can also be there to find peace if you feel that you need that in your life. I'm surprised that you can be so closely together with nature in such a large place like Miami. I think we have around 6 million people in this this particular area, which is a lot of people. And I'm amazed that it's so lonely down, down there on the beach after people have gone back home from that tanning and bathing session and that... It's all there for you. I recommend this to many of my clients down here, to go down to the beach as long as they feel safe about it. Of course, we have to be practical. This is a world full of all kinds of things. Uh, But I'm surprised that you could be so connected to nature during that particular time, so close to the big noise of the big city. So try it sometime. It's a wonderful idea. Then it's another thing that hit me, that um, when you stand on the beach in Florida, how many have told me, oh, move out of Florida. You know, it's going to be in water very soon. And I said, well, I don't think it's going to come like a big tidal wave and just sweep us away. And Then there are all those predictions, not made by psychics, but by scientists, who actually say that, well, by the next century... We will have no Florida left, and I think, okay, by that time I'm not going to live here anyway. New York is also one of the places that is supposed to be quite badly hit, not only low-lying land areas like Florida, but also other cities, uh, and you can look at the map for yourself. But we are living now, and I think we should take some kind of precautions for what uh, we could do to to slow this process down about the global warming. And I have a program coming up in a couple of weeks how some people have taken that in their hands, and that would be very exciting to listen to that. So we should go to the mail basket. And what do we have? Well, first I have several people asking, when are you coming to Europe? We hope you are coming soon. And I would like to answer that, yes. I'm leaving for Europe on May uh, 3rd, 2nd, or something of that kind. And I will be in uh, Northern Europe, and I shall be in in the South. I shall be giving uh, classes in Spain. And I should also be uh, giving classes up in Northern Europe. And I should be available. If you want to know more about my whereabouts, uh, get my newsletter. It's all free. You can get it through my website, www.speakingtoyourheart.com. So there we go. So I'm coming to Sweden. I'm coming to Spain uh, quite soon. And you can see me there. I will not do any more programs, uh, you know, Swedish-only programs. It will all be in English from now on. I might have some additional programs in Swedish, and you can watch out for that as well in my newsletter. If you would like to be an intern in my uh, enterprise, you can also connect with me through my newsletter. Then I have someone here who wrote me, what is it, Erin in Toronto. Erin would like to know, and he, is it he or she, he says, you spoke about the blue people. I have a feeling you know so much more and see so much more than you tell us. Why are you holding back? I love that question. Thank you for asking it. You know, once you begin to tell everyone what you see and what you perceive out there. They don't know what to believe because if you say one thing, maybe everything else you see say is also not going to be so believable. It's not that easy, you know, when I grew up with this that I kept on seeing things that no one even mentioned And when I mentioned it, they say, oh, you have such a lively imagination. And some people out there still believe that. But it's amazing, and I feel you out there could even try that. It's like you twitch your eyelids (laughs) and then decide that you would like to have more out of your surrounding. And then you see those images just popping up like on a screen in front of you. It really is amazing. It's a different kind of lifestyle. As When I say I saw those blue people, yes, there are some places in the world called energy spots. Some places are well-known energy spots. Other places are not well-known energy spots. But I traveled all around the place, And sometimes in some places, and they're not known to the world, where I have visited always, I see what I call those blue people. They are like images of beings, and they're all in blue. I don't know if they actually are blue, but that is the energy that they are sending out. And blue means spiritual and high level, the way I see it. So these are beings that are remnants, and I would say just memories living in certain areas of past times, and those times are way before I feel that we were here as human beings. Yes, I see those, but I don't see them everywhere. I see it only in some places where you have so-called a concentration of strong energies. There we go. And uh, again, we have invented so many instruments to measure these things, but we haven't come that far yet to see everything on those little screens, on the instruments we have invented. So we cannot say, because we don't have the invention yet, that these things don't exist. So I'm holding back on everything I'm seeing, but not everything. No, I'm a medical intuitive. So when I look on people and see certain organs that need attention, that is the way it is. That is my gift, evidently. So um, I think uh, also if we begin to disconnect our logic and uh, and asking for proof all the time, uh, we will begin to see more. We really will. And we are going to make a little information how we are going to make that ying energy much stronger within us so we can begin to see a little bit more. So um, we have uh, another person here who said, I loved the tea program. And yes, I had so much feedback, and that was one of our best, uh, visited, most visited shows uh, we had tea specialist certified tea specialist Darlene Fall Britain as my oh, Fall Britain I believe she said and she was so good in getting information and if you have the opportunity please go back and watch for that it was earlier this spring Darlene Fall Britain and she is a tea specialist She sometimes travels in the programs with Jack Canfield, and it uh, belongs to his inner circle, I was told. So he has also seen the importance of of the tea. And I checked up on tea a little bit after that. Well, first, I'm so grateful because Darlene told us that we can use the same tea bags time after time. (laughs) And the best thing is that the first time you might have more caffeine, but each time you have less and less caffeine in your tea bag. And it doesn't go bad in any way. So the tea is still good, just keep it in the refrigerator to the next day if you use it one day. And it's good time after time. The caffeine is less each time, but some of you want less caffeine. However, They have now found out, and these are scientists, I take it medical scientists, who say and presume, or they say actually, that the caffeine in tea can be good for you. How about that? And the tea, the caffeine, reduces the risk for kidney stone. And kidney stones, anyone who's gone through that, they know that this is not very nice. So get your tea out, ladies and gentlemen. Then the tea also is reducing your stress, and it maintains your weight much better than coffee. So this is a good idea to go over to tea. Then someone says also good for your teeth, and of course it might leave some residue on your teeth. I have noticed that at least. But then I use baking soda, and it it, uh, helps it go away. Just take your toothbrush, put it in baking soda, and brush your teeth, and you'll be amazed how it whitens your teeth. Then green tea which is the best of all, which you already know. It has caffeine in it, but it's not evidently bad for you. Caffeine is very good not only to kind of fight the cancer or to, to promote the cancer cells from growing, but it's also very good to clean your arteries. I didn't know that, but in my research, that's what I found out. You can drink your green tea, also, as iced tea, several times a day, and will be very good for your skin, your complexion. You will feel great and wonderful. So, go to the tea program and find out about the red tea, the white tea, the green tea, and the black tea, of course. Then we have Marsha in Atlanta. Marsha sends me a little note saying she wanted to have a healing session over the air, but She realizes I don't like to give healing sessions over the air. And that is actually true, Marsha. You know, I love to work over the telephone. It works very, very well. In fact, I feel at times it works even better over the telephone than in person. Most people don't believe that. They want me to be close to them. But, you know, I'm much closer to you over the telephone. It's like I'm whispering in your ear, and you are not distracted by the way I look. I'm not distracted by the way you look. And sometimes when people come with those very uh, uh, decorated, or how shall I say, pattern, large pattern on their shirts and clothes, I get a little uh, distracted because I can hardly see your organs because of all those large patterns on your clothes so over the telephone I don't see those things instead I'm seeing directly all about your energy I see your organs and I in quote can actually correct a lot of things over the telephone. I had a client uh, last week, who actually followed every little move I made with my hands, because I sit with my hands stretched out towards the person on the other end, and she says, oh, I can feel how you, you, you're you touching my stomach now, aren't you? Yes, I said, I do. Oh, yes, it's bubbling. I feel bubbles in my stomach. And I said, ah, okay. Not everyone has that reaction but it still works. And this particular lady, she emailed me back and said, you know, I can't believe it. I haven't had in any pain in my stomach since I have been with you. And before I had them all the time, constantly. So somehow it works. And why does it work? I feel it's some kind of remote viewing. And you know remote viewing is scientifically proven to be a fact. Now, I have here Nancy in Kansas. Do you know Nancy in Kansas? You have no idea how happy I am to hear that I have someone out Midwest. I didn't know I had many Midwesterners. I usually have people around the coast and around the lakes and in the south, but always around water somehow. But here in Kansas, you know, I was in Kansas a long time ago, and I thought it was such a lovely city. I was very impressed by Kansas, I'm very impressed by Kansas City. So she um, uh, has a question, what do you think about introducing God into children's lives? And um, I think... This is something we have to think about how you introduce God into children's life. First, it depends what kind of God you are going to introduce to your children. Who is God to you? Is it the God of fear or is it the God of love? I think that is very, very important. I know when I was little, I was not really introduced to God as many people know God, but I was introduced to uh, a God in form of the golden rule and in form of love. That worked very well with me. Then I came to school and we had a rather uh, energetic uh, spinster teacher who was teaching us about God in a totally different way. And this was the God of fear. So after that, I got very, very fearful of God. I'm glad she didn't come in early in my life, and I it would then have been very, very frightened of the dark and everything else, and of this man who sat up in the sky with a long beard. Literally, that's the way she introduced him, because he was so old. So uh, that was my new image of God from that time. On for and it lasted for many years actually, e- even in a way, so it stayed with me till I became older and began to be almost um, superstitious about daring to change that image. But let's say that you now are introducing a god of love to your children, that is wonderful. And I really think that with that, you should teach your children respect for life and to respect each other early on. I feel personally that this is something that has disappeared in today's life, respect. Respect for life, respect for each other, respect for the freedom of choices that we all should have to make. We have to show respect. And that goes for animals and flies and lizards and birds and cats and dogs and all that is alive. I saw uh, some years ago uh, a very religious family, an American family. A little boy was sent to Sunday school and he was taught everything that they decided that he should be taught regarding God and life. And then when the boy was home, he His mother watched him, how he took a lizard in the garden and with scissors cut up that lizard and mended different pieces. I couldn't believe how shocking that was. And the mother just uh, didn't even react to it. I don't call that God-loving. I really don't, because you have to put everyone into the picture, even your enemies. Remember that if you love your enemies... You really don't care them about them that much, and it's so much better for you when I lived in germany m- mind you i 'm Swedish, but I was married in Germany at one point in my life, and that was a very nice and happy marriage, although he happened to die afterwards. But we live close to school we have to drive by a school every single day and that was an old school, it had gone through many different historical events. And on the wall, on the big, big wall, and this was written in letters like several yards high, it said, Be quiet and fear God. Sei still and fürchtet God. Be quiet, in a way, shut up. And fear God, <laughs> and that is not the image I would like anyone to have of of God, grown- ups or children alike. I do not uh, promote that at all, but instead, we should teach our children universal truth. Well, what is universal truth? I really don't know. If anyone will call in and tell me what is universal truth, I would like to find out. But I think it's to learn to see further than your eyes, that you can see beyond what you are seeing. And I feel it's also like you hear beyond what your ears can tell you that they hear. So when you look at the birds flying through the sky, see beyond their wings and towards the horizon where they are going and see what they see. If you can see what they are seeing, that is more of a universal truth. And when you, you hear a voice, learn to hear the truth and the meaning beyond the words and learn to listen and listen some more. And I know before I was doing this kind of work and I was very social and people said oh I love your dress you know I didn't even hear that I heard oh you got another new dress you know I heard what they were thinking instead so it's a little bit tiresome sometimes to hear a little bit beyond the words, but I would like you to extend on that anyway. And then be aware of nature. Beware of the sense of nature, of the trees and the flowers and the fresh air, and beware of the sense of the smell of the earth. It's so beautiful. Begin to appreciate nature in your heart. Because truth is so simple, way beyond the many difficult and hard-to-comprehend words. Truth is eternal. Truth is indestructible. Truth is self-existent. All that is, again, words. But when you follow your heart, I think that is the truth. And that is the universal truth. That is the love within you. And that is what I can tell talk about as truth. But our children should also have a sense of security, to feel that they are safe and secure at home. And I think that is part of your God feeling. And that's part what you should bring into your life. So any more questions here? Ah, where are those affirmations? I can hear that. Yes, I have Uh, affirmation here. We're going to do several affirmations. We're going to start with the affirmation for the yin energy and the yin energy. I wish that we all could begin to use it a little bit more in our lives. You know, we women should stand up for what we are a little bit more because we definitely have more from birth of the yin energy. Men definitely have more of the yang energy. And, of course, we both are supposed to have a little bit of both. That is the balance in life that we are looking for. Everything is balanced. So begin to relax now and take a deep breath. Yes, take a deep breath. And know that within you there is a place that knows all feels old and you are so relaxed now, so relaxed and you are surrounded by light. I am the creator of my life. I am at peace with the one that I am. I honor and respect myself for the one that I am. I have the freedom. To make my life a wonderful life. I have the freedom to make my life a wonderful life. I have the freedom to choose what thoughts go through my mind. My thoughts are positive thoughts. And they will bring me success. I am surrounded by success. I have chosen to make my life a positive life. I am a shining creation of light and I shine. I shine and I smile. The light shines within me at all times. The light is shining within me right now. This light, this light makes me feel good, very good. This light makes me feel good, very, very good. I am proud of me. I am proud of me and my achievements. I love my life and my thoughts. I have the freedom to choose my thoughts. I am free to choose my goals and my actions. Therefore, I make my thoughts positive at all times. I set goals that come from my heart. Yes, my goals begin in my heart. Only positive creative thoughts go through my mind. I love my life. I love myself. And I love the one I have chosen to be. I love my purpose. And my heart's desire. And I honor my choices. I take good care of my body and of my life. I love my body. I take good care of it. I make certain, I make choices to make me feel good about my day. I know my life is my responsibility. I know I am free. I know the freedom starts in my heart. I now ask Spirit to be my partner on my road to my highest good. I have asked Spirit to be my partner on my road to my highest good. I feel good about it. And I smile as often as I can. I create an energy of harmony in my life. I am grateful for my freedom to choose and to be able to move ahead. I am so grateful for my freedom to choose. And to know that I'm able to move ahead, I know I'm able to move ahead. I say thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, universe, for being with me and for being my friend. You know, um, Eleanor Roosevelt said, what you are is God's gift to you. That's what you are. What you become is your gift to God. Isn't that wonderful? I have um, also another affirmation for affluence. And we have now heard that I am the creator of my life and that everything that I would like to have out of my life starts in my heart, not in somebody else's heart, not in my partner's house heart, not in my spouse's heart, not in my colleague's heart. No, it starts here right now with me in my own heart. So let us do another affirmation, and you can record this as much as you want. My mind is at peace. I feel light shining through my whole body. My body is healthy, and I honor my body. I feel good about my healthy body, and I take good care of it. My healthy body is part of my capital. My mind is at peace. And I have the habit, thinking only good thoughts. I create my life. I am the creator of my life. My life is peaceful and in balance. I have a wish for abundance in my life. My intention is to live an abundant life. A healthy, balanced, abundant and successful life. My intention is to live an abundant life, a healthy, balanced, abundant and successful life. I live my life to be happy, abundant, to be in balance and to win. I am a success story. My life is abundant and easy. I do what I love. I feel connected with my inner voice to guide me at all times. I love my abundant life. I love my wealth. I honor my life. And I honor life on the whole. I honor the life of others. I love what I do with my life. And I feel privileged. To live my abundant, wealthy life. I am balanced and deserve a good life. Yes, I deserve wealth. I deserve it. I deserve it. I like to give. I am a generous giver. I give from my heart. I know I shall receive in return because I give from my heart. I now receive from the abundance of the universe. Universe knows no limit. I am an excellent receiver. I am an excellent receiver. So much of the good is coming to me. So much good is coming to me. I rejoice. I am grateful for my life and my talents and for being in balance I love my abundance my life is balanced and successful I am healthy balanced and successful I am a winner I am proud to be the one I am. I am proud to be a winner. I enjoy being a receiver. And I enjoy being a winner. I am proud to be a healthy, wealthy, loving winner. And I enjoy my abundance. I am a generous giver, and I am a good receiver. I am full of riches in my soul, in my heart, and in my thought. I have abundance in my life. New opportunities always come my way. Abundance is here to stay in my life. Abundance is here to stay in my life. Abundance is here to stay in my life. Abundance is here to stay. In my life. I am grateful. And I give thanks. I smile. As I give thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I have somebody in Miami who sent an email wondering what she should do to get rid of the bad feelings at her office. She wasn't sure if it was the actual office or if it was her colleagues creating this energy. And she was wondering what she should do. And uh, maybe we can go back to one of my last uh, programs when I had Cindy Paulus as my guest. And we spoke about using the white light to change energies for the good if it wasn't so good somewhere. And I took the liberty, and I know Cindy Paulus would only be happy if I quoted her book, <laughs> and I look up here one page in her book called Put the Little Light in Your Life that you can get at Amazon.com. Put a Little Light in Your Life, and um, I'm sure she will not mind me reading this when I picked her book, which is a great book, by the way. I love it. Thank you so much, Cindy. Uh, So what she says here, to use the light in the workplace. Begin with simple light visualization techniques at home. And that's the same what I teach my client. Sit at home and begin to visualize the place where you would like to have some changes made or even some people you would like to change. So take some deep clearing breaths and go to the quiet place of the soul. That's number one. Number two, see your workplace filled with light and let that light shine all over it. Now you imagine and envision yourself as a beacon radiating light out to the others. So you are now a beacon radiating light out to others. And you radiate that light out to your office and maybe to the people who are sitting there at their desks. Just send them plenty, plenty of light. Now bless that space. And send blessings and light, lots of light, to your co-workers. Just allow them to swim in the light. And now just picture them being released from all the darkness that they may have had around them and within them. And picture the office as being released of all that energy that you didn't like now begin to send light ahead to any meetings that you have coming up and see yourself as successful happy and abundant with light and now the last point say thank you thank you and release it with a and so it is and so it is and maybe we should also end our affirmations with the same, and so it is. And you are so relaxed now. And we are going to do another affirmation. And uh, we do this in the form of a meditation. So you're really getting it today. <laughs> um, have, uh, put everything away now for a little bit. And begin to relax. And relax. And, relax. and take a deep breath now. And you are so relaxed. And you begin to feel how your feet are relaxing. Your legs, your whole body. And the relaxing feeling goes through your arms and up your neck. And you close your eyes. Close your eyes. You are so, so relaxed feel so full of peace and your mind is beginning to be feeling so full of peace and you are so relaxed and should a thought enter your mind just throw out that thought throw it out and replace it just
1: with
0: white with white
1: around you and within
0: and in your mind and you feel, feel so cleansed, so cleansed, you accept that you came to this world with a purpose. Yes, you do. And you repeat that in your mind. You accept that you came to this world with a purpose. And you are so So at ease with that. So at ease. So at ease. You are so relaxed now. So relaxed. I accept that I came to this world with a Friend that will always stand by me at all times. This is a friend of the universal eternity. I call this friend my inner light. My inner light is the universe within me
1: so relax, so relaxed. and you go one
0: The light shines in me. safe and motivated to begin a new, wonderful and prosperous life. My partnership with the universe is reassuring me of my I love my life, and I feel comfortable and motivated. I recognize my abilities residing within me. Grateful for my abilities residing within me. I am grateful for what I have. I feel how light is shining all over me. Light is coming from above. And I am receiving Feelings. I trust my sense of direction. And I trust my intuition. I trust it all because of my friendship. when you stretch your body, you stretch your hands towards the light, you stretch your arms towards your bright future, and you feel so grateful for the one that you are, and you feel so grateful for the one that you are, and from now on, you begin to walk path of receiving, as you at the same time are not afraid of giving. You begin to give generously, and you are receiving equally generously.
1: And now your
0: eyes are open, and
1: you feel
0: so great. Still going to play that music for you to just take a little grip on what you have gone through and to realize that you are the master of your life. Nobody else is the master of your
1: life. You are. Isn't that wonderful?
0: You don't have to go anywhere
1: and find
0: that master to tell you. You're right now. You are the master. Thank you so very much for being with me today. It was such a wonderful time. Please be in touch with me and connect with me through your email. And
1: everyone out
0: there, I am available. In some coaching of some sort or how to just get rid of the block. otherwise use the affirmations you have been taught they are very healing for you.
1: Very,
0: very good. Thank you so very much you all. thank you and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much Stephen Helper for allowing me to play music out.